Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. And welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pikmino, your Jam That Champion, and today I'm not joined by Tempest the Wrestler. No, no, he's off on holiday. So today we've got El Fagador Laurie Blake standing in. Hello, Laurie. Yeah, hi, me. <laughs> me again. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Me, substitute teacher. Just filling yeah. in for everyone. Well, people seem to enjoy us as a duo on last week's Raw. So. It's going to bode well for NXT 2.0 as well. Yeah, Raw sure. sucks. Stupid Raw. Stupid yeah. Raw. No one likes oh, I, Raw. Stupid I, show. I did listen to a little bit of your uh, podcast this week with Ollie. Uh, yesterday's show, in fact, mm. talking about Raw. And that, you did not seem to have a good time with that show. Stupid <laughs> Raw. Don't like it. <laughs> what are they doing, Pete? Why are they, mm. why, See, why the are they making is, the things happen? I was I was stunned because I I heard you not liking Raw and I was like that's fine but then I heard your edited review of NXT today uh, and you were like hey it's a fun show I'm like but is it though <laughs> because it's main roster but without the main roster stars yeah I think it was it was a completely like I think because the other weeks have been so bad. <laughs> of NXT 2.0 that I was mm. generous enough on this week to be like okay well I think it's like it was it was okay and the main event was good main and when the main event great. was good I was like okay that that's kind of enough to sort of save this show but mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll discuss it more in the thing but my whole my big issue with NXT at the moment is NXT before didn't have any issue with building stars Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, they weren't the exact star that Vince McMahon likes, but they did a really good job of having a main event scene that was a lot of people that you really enjoyed their work floating mm-hmm. around, going for a title that felt important. And then they had a mid-card scene where people would sort of like come up and come into as they sort of got found their feet with their character. And then they'd have mm-hmm. like all these matches that established who people were. NXT 2.0 is that, but also all these randoms thrown into every single scene. <laughs> yeah. So like the whole, like, I don't know why they didn't just use the old NXT formula. Just be like, look, it's going to take six months, but in six months time, Bron Breaker is going to feel like he's ready to go for the NXT championship because we've seen him do stuff. Not just like Bron Breaker turns up and next week, championship von wagner week one nxt championship shot who the hell is von wagner what does he, <laughs> what does he want 
What is he about? Why is he teaming with Kyle O'Reilly? Where did he get that massive tire that he keeps hitting? I don't understand. Questions we need answers to. This this is my this is my thing. It's just I don't think NXT had any issue with the pipeline and the way in which it built talent before. It just had an issue in the eyes of the management that that talent wasn't the right talent. So I don't know why they had to. I don't know why they threw the baby out with the bathwater here. Like it just makes no sense to me. Who knows? NXT is a mystery. Uh, I was going to quote more lyrics from the song Evolution is a mystery, but then I've realized I don't actually know any more lyrics to it. So I guess I won't. Hey, I went to go I went to go see James Bond yesterday. No time to die. That was fun because Ollie, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, I posted this on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I got there a bit early because Ollie said the, the screen starts at five, right? Mm. So that's obviously when the trailers start little bit of time and then you get the actual movie um i got there a bit early admittedly i got to the actual cinema for like half four and ollie said he wouldn't be there until about five and i said that's fine um but i then got a message from him uh saying um this was at uh eight minutes to five i got a message from him saying s word i appear to have boarded the wrong train (laughs) Dope. <laughs> so I said, "You are so incredibly smart. Where are you going?" And he said, "Nothing too dramatic. I'm going to Liverpool Street instead of Stratford." <laughs> and he said, "I just need to get a ten minute train up to Stratford once I'm there." I said, "So we're going to miss the trailers? Can't believe this betrayal." Um, but he said he's due in for. He said he was due into the cinema for five twenty-five, and I asked the person specifically uh, behind the behind the counter in the cinema. I was like. Can he still get in at 5.25? Like, is that too late? And they were like, 30 minutes after the start time is like the cutoff point. So there's 20 minutes of ads. And then the first 10 minutes of the movie, you can still get in. But after that, they don't let you in. I was like, I'm just going to buy two tickets now. And then I'll find Ollie, I guess, at the time when he's here and get him the ticket there. Because I didn't want to risk him turning up. Me already bought my ticket, gone in. And him turn yeah, up and be like, yeah. I can't get in now. I think he would have deserved, <laughs> deserved that, Pete. That would have been... <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> no time to wait for you to get into the yeah. screening, Ollie. Exactly. Friggin' idiot getting on the wrong train. What a moron. <laughs> Stupid uh, man. We're all out of practice at commuting, Pete. That's the problem. Yeah, it's we true, spent, yeah. Spent a year and a half not doing it, so... And then the, the bloody movie was so long that we were going to go out for a drink afterwards to continue discussing the movie afterwards. But it was too late. By the time we got out, we were like, well, I need to get home. You know, I need to have some dinner. We've got stuff to do in the morning. Like, oh, God, it was terrible. And it's Tuesday. But... And it, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. Nothing does God. anything on Tuesday anymore. Exactly. Yeah. What's the um, world coming to? I know. And I can't even talk to you about the movie because you haven't seen it. Oh, no. this is all terrible. I thought overall it was fine. The movie, the action, good. which is obviously the main selling point of a freaking James Bond movie, was really good. Mm. Really, really good action, like set pieces and stuff. All awesome stuff. I won't go into any spoilers, but hot damn, really good action. <laughs> oh, some of the characters and the dialogue, oh, not good. But in a James Bond, in a James Bond movie, I know Pete, the characters, a bit yeah. one dimensional, were they? Um, maybe just a little bit. Maybe the villain's motivations were really, really dumb and confusing. But, you know, maybe we'll we'll talk about that another time. Anyway, let's get into the main uh, portion of this NXT podcast. We've got something in the outro that Laurie won't tell me what it is, but he says, I've got a thing. And then he asked me to have something ready for it. So 
we'll figure it out, I suppose. Let's talk about NXT because th was this the best episode of NXT 2.0 so far? It's not a high bar to get over, but it's a bar nonetheless. Let's talk about it. Oh boy, it's NXT 2.0, and this might have been the best episode of NXT 2.0 so far. Yeah. I will say, I asterisk next to that one, not a high bar to, to reach. And I will say, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of NXT 2.0 in general, but this was probably the best episode of it so far. I'm joined by Laurie Blake today because Tempest is off. Come on, I'm here. They did it, Pete. They did it. The best episode so far. Get in there, guys. Well done. <laughs> Well done, team. Well done. We bloody well did it. The best episode so far. Yeah, NXT 2.0. Woo! Just about. Just about. Just about the best episode, maybe. Because they had a really good main event that kind of saved it. But hey-ho. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the main event first. But get in your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Because uh, we'll read out all the ones that are five bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Let us know what you thought of this show. Because I thought it was... All right. Maybe. Right. But it was saved by <laughs> it Come was on. saved by the main event. Right. The main event being the North American title match uh of Swerve versus Santos Escobar, uh, which obviously was built up a little bit. LDF and um Hit Row have been feuding for months now uh which has been going basically nowhere and now they've just gone oh we should probably do that title match because swerve's leaving for smackdown uh so now they've done it the start of the show opened with bfab and top dollar getting kidnapped oh yeah back to the well i was gonna say i guess that's uh legato del fantasma's mo at this point uh because that's how ramondoza and wacky world even joined legato in the first place was they got kidnapped mm. in the parking lot so that's just there but i feel like they the swerve was that they were kidnapping themselves because they were already part of the group because no other we've not seen any other masked men kidnap no people no, since wild and mendoza See, did it so wild and mendoza kidnap themselves to pretend that they were kid there was mm -hmm. a plan there pete and mm -hmm. the plan paid off when it was like ha -ha, we weren't kidnapped <laughs> we were the kidnappers the whole time mm. yeah guys. and we, we hired those people to pretend for us <laughs> i believe the the insinuation gotcha. was that they were indoctrinated by santos into joining but we mm. never actually got confirmation of that happening. We're getting sidetracked here. They they kidnapped BFAB and Top Dollar to start the show. So it was just Swerve by himself. And Swerve cut a really good promo, I thought, in the middle of the show. Because Swerve is such a good promo of him just being like, uh, Santos has let out the evil spirits. And if that's what he's trying to do, it worked. Um, he's going he's gonna to get wrecked. That's not what he said in the main event. And so I'm going to gonna do a win when yep. it's later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All that's right. me. Uh, but the main event came and it was a really fun match because both of them are really good wrestlers. Um, Santos sent the others to the back um, just so he could wrestle the match by himself until he didn't want to do it by himself later on. Okay. But the actual wrestling in the match, I thought, was spot on. It was very, very good. Very exciting. I think Swerve's um, fiery 
nature really came across in this one of him just like going ham on Santos the whole time and just being like, I'm going to destroy you. You kidnapped my friends. I want them back. Let me kill you. Uh, which was really, really good. Uh, but then later on in the match, the rest of Legado del Fantasma came out to cause a distraction. But Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams came out, the heels, to even the odds and beat up uh, Mendoza and Wild. And then that allowed Swerve to kind of regain control in the match. He hit his finish, got the win. Swerve retained over Santos, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Uh, but then Carmelo Hayes raises Swerve's hand afterwards. But then he attacks him. And he cashes in his not money in the bank contract that he has and gets the North American title match then and there. And after a little hope spot from Swerve kicking out of a uh, springboard elbow, he then does this big leg drop and he wins. Carmelo Hayes, new North American champion. It was a fun way to win the show. Yeah, I think this was one of the, the this was the saving grace of this episode of NXT for me. All right, yeah, it's, it was a yeah. good ish. It was a good ish show, yeah. It was no, but right. it was like it was like this was this was two two acts that didn't really get any time to shine in the old version of NXT, particularly like they were definitely floating around in the cruiserweight division more. They were viewed as lower in the card, and actually, like the the kind of changeover in NXT has given them a, a chance to shine as that as that transition happened to like building up to two point and two point coming in. Both these, both Hit Row and the Garda del Fantasma, I feel like have come into their own. And this felt like a big deal, these two finally facing off. I was really pleased by it. I, I think both both factions have done wonders in NXT. I'm really excited to see. I'm hoping Hit Row go on to do good things on SmackDown. Kind of hoping that the Garda del Fantasma either move up the card now onto like, so like Santos goes into an NXT championship picture or that whole faction moves on as well. And we start to see them on the main roster because I think also they would be, they could work really well up there. Um, the match itself, I thought the, the, the pair have great chemistry. And this was, this was, you know, like this is kind of what you wanted NXT to be. Like, I don't think either of the, either of these two have been in there for, a, for too long or been overexposed to the degree that a Kyla Riley or a Finn Balor has. So it felt like, younger fresher talent even if that's not necessarily true having a match and putting on something really quality and elevating that mid-card title to something that's worthy of a main event on the show um and then you get the swerve at the end the swerve in the swerve match to mm -hmm. put put put, put the title on carmelo hayes the direction that uh wwe clearly wants to go with 2.0 but this actually feels earned as opposed to like bron breaker showing up in the main event to face off against Champa or having a match at Halloween Havoc just after a couple of weeks of being there. Like Carmelo Hayes at least won a tournament to get that contract and you get that kind of, you know, and it's a very main roster moment to do a, a cash in at the end of a match, but it worked here and people were into it and they were really behind Swerve for that hope spot and shocked when Hayes managed to win. And it does sort of speak to a bold new direction for that bit of the division. And I think Carmelo Hayes is someone that can really can carry that division now. He's been exposed and, and built enough to kind of be the North American champion now. For sure, yeah. I mean, Tempest and I were saying just through the whole breakout tournament how much we thought that Carmelo Hayes was awesome through the whole thing. He's such a such a fun like personality. The heel turn, I thought, was a bit uh, when it first happened. Mm. I think it can work, the pairing of him and Trick Williams. I think he probably works better as a face, but this cash-in moment, him just uh, kind of stealing the title away from Swerve is really good. After 
everyone expected Swerve to lose the title to Santos because that's the logical choice because Swerve's going to the main roster, right? But having Swerve retain and then having Carmelo steal the title away from him afterwards was a really good moment. I This comes with obviously the normal asterisks of normal WWE production of like, you know, why did Carmelo and Trick come out to save the, yeah, the, the heels and like why were the why were fans just like yeah Carmelo and Trick we love those guys like that you know they're heels right it doesn't it doesn't make character sense for him them to want to save Swerve and Swerve like should have been aware of Carmelo wanting to attack him afterwards because dumb babyface was just like oh this guy helped yeah great I'm still champion like he should know that Carmelo is a heel mm-hmm. would attack him and doesn't have his best interests at heart kind of thing there's a little bit of a dumb babyface moment but like overall the moment of like the the, the money in the bank style cash in was a lot of fun and it was i mean money in the bank cash ins in general on the main roster are very fun it's one of those kind of suspension of disbelief moments where everyone just goes yeah but that's fun though isn't it like if you it's kind kind of like a rumble you know everyone loves a royal rumble just because the concept is really fun does it really make a lot of sense about people going over the top rope and that people can't really do it a lot of people just chill in the corner for the majority of the match not really but everyone glosses over that because they go a rumble's really fun and this is one of those things where it's just like, does it really make sense in all the details? Not really, but eh, cash in moments fun. So we'll let it slide for this one. Uh, and I definitely I agree Kamala... that it could, yeah, it could be a stronger moment if it would be a stronger moment if that was the heel turn as mm, well. Yes, like, exactly. That, if yeah, you were yeah, yeah. Turning heel anyway, that would have been the moment to do it. Like the 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 actual this, and they kind of it did feel like a punctuation point on the heel turn at least. But you know, if the, this should have been the first inkling that he was a heel and just bam, I've won this title. Or you're going to get a bigger pop having uh, Swerve overcome the Gardo del Fantasma, overcome Santos, even though all the odds are against him, mm. and win. And then Carmelo's music hits, and Carmelo yeah. comes down and cashes in. Like that's to me that that all has more gravitas. But clearly, also they've just this whole the way that NXT is now done on television is like they've got no time they're spending the whole time being like okay next thing next thing next thing so that was obviously why Carmelo was already it was more convenient for him to already be there because you save time doing the cash in that way yeah exactly yeah um but my grievances aside I really like this direction it was the surprise result I don't think anyone really saw coming before this episode so it was a good thing it was easily the best thing on the show and it was the main event and the main event should be the best thing on the show every week that's how, how you should leave them um so yeah, good way to end the show. Didn't really like the rest of the episode, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I've got to say, I, I saw the message and I've, I had it highlighted here waiting to bring up because I completely agree with SB3 that said the main event and surprise ending was a lot of fun, but the rest of the show wasn't worth a damn for me. Yeah, a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit, shall we? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I would say let's get into some of your ultras, but I don't think we've got any, unless we don't have a mod actually getting them. I don't think we've got any ultras in. Get them in! WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Do the thing. Do the ultras, and then we'll talk about them. I don't know if they've just not updated or whatever, but... Or we don't have any. Either or. Get them in. Do it. Do the thing. NXT review. <laughs> let's talk about the show. <laughs> Uh, which, as we mentioned, started off with the kidnapping. And then we got Joe Gacy versus Tommaso Ciampa. I've spent all my energy talking about why Joe Gacy is a terrible character. Him just saying, I represent all of you, all of my snowflakes. And I was like, I don't care at this point. I, I've, burnt, I've burnt out all my energy talking about why I hate the character. It's stupid. It's dumb. I hate it. Moving on. Um, yeah, then we had Joe Gacy versus Tommaso Ciampa in a championship contenders match that they didn't call a championship contenders match. But it is, though, isn't it? You beat the champion, you get a title match. Mm-hmm. That's that's main roster for me. Um, this did nothing. This did this this match <clears throat> was like what I don't understand about this. What I don't understand about NXT 2.0, apart from the Carmelo Hayes winning the North American title, which feels like a payoff that was kind of worthy of the amount of work that's kind of gone into building that character. They're inserting all these new people into these pictures with this older talent. And they're either having the older talent kind of put over the younger guy, but the younger guy's got kind of directionless, or they're having Joe Gacy go in a match against Champa and get nothing in. Joe Gacy mm. did like two moves in this whole match. He did he did the power bomb, he fluffed up a moonsault uh, because he missed, and then Champ he did he tried to do his springboard and Champa drop kick sliding drop kicks him in the face. So like hey, he did a cool looking urinagi at one point. So the, but this is the thing is like. Yeah, okay. So he got a couple of he literally got two <laughs> moves in and two yeah. misses. Uh and Champa just destroyed him. And that like 
I get that we're not meant to like the idea is we're not really meant to like Joe Gacy. That's that's the whole point of the character. But it doesn't build him as a star if you're just going to watch him get wrecked by Champa. And then there was this whole weird moment <laughs> where Champa leaves the ring at the end of the match. He gets decked by Haaland. Uh, and then Haaland grabs Gacy. And Gacy strokes his face with the back of his hand like he's like a frightened owl. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, boy. Mm-hmm. He looks at him like daddy or something and then just leaves. Sure. I just... What? <laughs> you know when they when you know when they got Parker Border it's Parker Bordeaux, isn't it? Like when they Parker got Bordeaux, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they got him and he looks like the second coming of Brock Lesnar. Like he looks like someone really put Brock yeah. Lesnar in a de-aging machine and took him back <clears throat> yeah. to like Rufus Gresham era Brock Lesnar. And the only thing they could think to do with him was backwards monster man again. <laughs> Like, how just, many backwoods monster men have... Do you know what? Because also, Joe Gacy was that character before he got to... W, like, before in WWE. Like, mm-hmm. that, that was his last out, yeah. character. What, why are we just having... <laughs> it's like, I'm from I, the backwoods and I'm a monster man. I'm, I, I'm I, sort of Braun Strowman. I'm sort of Luke Harper. <laughs> Whatever, man. I have a photo that I'd like to share for this that I found so funny. I was getting images for the news video this morning. And I just came across this one, and I love it so much. And it's of Harland as he's just about to cha- attack Champa. He's <laughs> 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 just like got his arms out wide. <laughs> Make yourself big. He's real scary. <laughs> the chair, he's standing there, just like I am, big tough man. <laughs> just... <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's just oh, like it's good, he he already had a look, and he like he had a thing about him, and they've stripped all that away to make him just like a copy paste monster. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, and and what are they gonna they're gonna do this? What like he's got he's got feelings somewhere in there that Joe Gacy's yeah. gonna tap into, or he's gonna be Joe Gacy's backup. Like Joe Gacy's gonna be the the monster whisperer with his using his feelings skills or whatever they are sure. like i don't i don't understand yeah. joe gacy at all but like yeah i i was not into this and i don't i don't think it builds either of these two people to have them nope. evolve involved with champa in this specific way like the way you build someone against champa and i hoping they do this with bron breaker like you know unless they're gonna have bron breaker just win the title at halloween havoc but like have a good match have a long good match that looks close and gets someone like elevated to that you know they're never going to quite jump straight to the level that Tomasa Champa is but you could at least try to sort of bring them up by looking good in defeat looking stupid in defeat and then stroking a man on the face <laughs> just makes me then, confused but after that as well stroke a man on the face and then went to go away think hug Champa and Champa pushed him on the floor and then he started smiling as he walks off. And it's like, why are you smiling? You lost. You look like mm. an idiot. Why are you smiling? I, I, It's genuinely one of my least favorite things when people lose and then act like losses don't matter. And it's like, what? You're just like smiling for no reason. You're literally just like. Hey, this happened a few <laughs> yeah. times. This happened a few I'm, times I've on this got episode. You. I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting in your head. It's like, you're lost. All right. You're lost. Zen, end of it. You should be upset of the fact you lost. Because you don't, you now you don't have your title match that you wanted supposedly. 
why are you smiling? Hated but that. his character but anyway. needs his character needs something below that surface. Like what Joe Gacy is missing is like a repressed rage or mm-hmm. something. You know, like there should be a yeah. reason that he's like that. Like and that that kind of he doesn't have that at this exact moment in time. He doesn't really have anything beyond. He's weirdly meditative and calm and and obviously like riling up trying to rile up the crowd by being kind of that way about it but then just has a regular match and then goes back to being the character he was before it's yeah it needs to be like he's like this because he's got some issues that he's trying to hold to keep a lid on and he's trying to re- like he keeps letting it out and then trying to clamp it back down i don't know yeah uh, but after this toxic attraction came out, and like you were talking about earlier, just like, right, next next thing, come on, chop, chop, next thing. Like, before that segment had even ended, toxic attractions music hits, and they come out for a promo. It's like, I guess everyone else just leaves. <laughs> Everyone's walking All past this. each other on the ramp the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Legit, you yeah. in, you're, you're sing, yeah. your thing now. Next. Um, but they came out and did a promo, and this was, I don't want to call it the most stereotypical promo ever, but I'm not going to say that it wasn't the most stereotypical promo ever. We do what we want, when we want. Come on. Your days as champion are numbered. Uh, come on. Have some more original lines, will you? These are just like all of the cliche lines you could possibly mm. have into a promo. Uh, Gigi and Jason uh, want a women's tag team title match, and Mandy wants a title match against Raquel Gonzalez, which they're both having at Halloween Havoc, though the women's tag title match will be a triple threat, which we'll get onto later. But yeah. This was a promo. NXT 2.0 love Toxic Attraction. They have put mm. so much time into them. They get long promos, long entrances. They get a big spotlight, which then begs the question, why did they lose in their women's tag title match against Zoe Stark and Io Shirai? <laughs> they just, Surely they you just, just have them win. They just need, some, like, they need something more about them than being like this, this kind of... The, the way in which they're scripted just it falls flat every single time because, it, like you said, it is just the most cliche heel stuff. There was even a bit later on where they come out and, like, the first thing they say is, like, nobody likes you! Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, and? God, we don't like you. Like, it's just nonsense. It's just, it's juvenile is what it is. And, like, mm-hmm. there is something there is something more interesting in these three characters working together, surely, that you can build their promos around and you can build their kind of, you know, you can build their kind of allure around. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we then got a little interesting video package. It was like a, a little voiceover with a distorted voice, something at Halloween Havoc, someone saying, I will bury the past so I can start again. And it was someone like digging a thing. Sounded like a, a female voice, but have been altered. Don't know who it was. For me, it sounded like Rhea Ripley, but I don't think it's Rhea Ripley somehow. It sounded like a bit of an Aussie accent to me. Um, mm. So who knows? But Halloween Havoc, I will bury the past so I can start again. I'm sure we'll find out in time. Um, we then had a little quick match of Zion Quinn versus Malik Blade. Zion Quinn won. That's about it. That's all you need to know about that one. Zion Quinn is cool. I like his look. And I like the fact that he does a little tribal like a hacker war dance thing. It's cool. I like it. It's a Siva towel. It's a, it's a Samoan one. Mm. Oh, Dakota Kai is a great shout, by the way, for the person that's totally mm. what it sounds like. Great shout. Yes, Bailey's thing. What a great callback, Nate S. <laughs> Bailey's um, thing. Yeah. 
yes. Uh, so Zion Quinn won that one. We then had uh, Tommaso Champa backstage, who gets interrupted by the Grizzled Young Vets, um, who are saying that they can't wait to see him lose his title. Bron Breaker then comes in and says he's going to stand by Champa's side from now until Halloween Havoc because he wants to beat Champa at his best. And he will, won't he? It, yeah, that means he probably he is, is gonna going win. to. Yeah. yeah. Or he's going to turn heel. But I don't it's think that's going to happen. So, no. yeah, I think, I think, but how are they going to compete, Pete? The big question is, and this is a question <gasps> that was raised by Raw quite a lot. How in the holy heckins are they going to coexist, Pete? I don't how know. I'm on Two the edge of my seat wondering how they're going to coexist, Larry. This is, I mean, this is where the main roster booking starts to seep into your NXT. Like, starts. this is, yeah, starts this is seep in, Larry. This is, this is it, mate. This is, this is the, this is cut and paste raw booking to just go like they've got a match. So the next thing that they have to do is do a tag match because we couldn't think of anything else for them to possibly do for one yeah. week. Yeah. God damn it. <sighs> um, Swerve does his backstage promo, which is very good. We then got Ivy Nile against an enhancement talent. Uh, Valentina Feroz. Thank you. Uh, Ivy Nile, I think, looks awesome. She has a really cool look. I think that Diamond Mine are really starting to find their footing as a gimmick now. I think it took them a good couple months because at the first couple months it was just like, so you're a bunch of dudes? Like, what's the what's the selling point here? Um, but they're now starting to get like, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter say they look like Globo Jim from Dodgeball, which I now can't get out of my head, which is really, really funny. Blaze, were... <laughs> laser, blazer. <laughs> they do. Yeah, there is, there is, there is a Globo Jim vibe to them. Yeah. Start coming out with a, <laughs> as they start coming out, that'd be great. Um, but anyway, uh, Ivan Old looks really, really cool here. She's strong. Has a really cool, mm. like, delayed suplex. Uh, has a torture rack finish, which I thought was really cool. Uh, yeah. And I like that she didn't, like, do the thing that old torture rackers used to do, which was, like, they do, like, the bouncy thing with it. Yeah. She just had her and just squeezed her in. And I was like, oh, I don't like it at all, but in a really good way. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was really cool. She looked great. Yeah. Good for Ivy Nile. Get her doing that on someone really bendy, like a like a double jointed Alexa Bliss will actually just go yeah. in half. Like that's what you that's when it's gonna look really cool, that move. I yeah, I thought I thought this was a good little debut for Ivy Nile. She looks she looks good. Like mm-hmm. you said, um I also enjoyed when she was in the Titan Games. That show's crazy. Love mm. Titan Games. That show yeah. that you can tell the rock came up with that show, can't you? <laughs> it's wild. Jesus. They're just gonna smash up a, a, a stone. Why not? Smash up a stone. <laughs> That's one of the rounds. We're smashing up a stone. The Rock drinking more and more tequila as he comes up with each individual round. Um, but she was great. And yeah, I, I think this was this was what you kind of needed from her debut. You just needed her to just mint someone in the first 30 seconds and show off. Yeah. The, I kind of wish the torture rack thing was set up a bit differently. Like she kind of walked mm-hmm. around with her for a little bit before she did yeah. it. And then it looked like it was just a regular torture rack. It looked like it was kind of going to go into a more impressive move. And actually like maybe if she'd have picked her up quite quickly and immediately started squeezing, it would have had a little bit more impact, but ultimately it's quite an interesting, cool move that I don't think I've seen before done in that way. So that's, that's a big plus. Uh, Bivens then spoke, didn't he? He said, mm-hmm. this is a me- Ivy Nile sent a message to every woman in NXT 
the Creed brothers are they're good, aren't they? The Creeds. Roddy Strong, he's a champion. Other guy, you don't get a look in. Sorry, mate. None for you. No, none for you, my friend. It's just a coach. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Yeah. that's fine. There's a decent (laughs) little promo. But then they get interrupted by Ikmanjiro. And okay, in theory, I think this is fine. This is this is what Tempest always talks about with the little negative ones that just get marked across the show. Where it's just like, oh, that's a little thing that just detracts from the show. Oh, this is a little thing that just detracts from the show. And then they rack up across the whole course of the show. Ikmanjiro comes out. And for some reason, everyone gets out of the ring, apart from Julius Creed. And it's like, why? Apart from the fact that it's scripted that they're going to have a match later, like, wh- why would everyone get out except Cause, him? Because he's the main one, Pete. All no, he he's, isn't. he's always... Julius Creed has always been the main one in Diamond Mine. He's the <laughs> leader of Diamond Mine. Clearly, yeah. No, he is! Also, what you, don't don't so, laugh! So, he bloody well so, is! But the thing is, though, sure, Julius Creek could be the winner. Why would everyone get out of the ring when it's Ikemanjiro, a guy who they've beaten repeatedly, and he, I don't think he's won a match in NXT. He just really likes jackets. Like, that's, why would anyone be in intimidated by him? They're a group of, like, five of them. And then they're like, oh, Ikemanjiro, a guy with jackets. <laughs> we better get out. Julius, you stay I... here, though. It's just, I think uh, that was raw it's, it's confidence like the in their leader, things. Pete. They knew, they knew clearly. that Julius had it because he was so strong because he's the leader. Yeah, clearly. It's just, I don't know. It's just that little, that little nitpick, that little negative one that's just like, mm, just, just. Hey, here's Tempest in the chat. Hello. Just talking about your negative ones, Tempest. You're welcome. It's just that little thing that's just like, oh, it just detracts from the show a little bit. Um, but then they they had a match. He, he but then Jiro slapped. Julius Creed then darted out the ring and I was like, oh, end of the segment. And they said, are they going to have a match? I was like, why would they? He's just run away from him. Mm. After the break, they're having a match. Like, Oh, okay. He also rolled out of the ring to where all the rest of Diamond Mine were. <laughs> Uh, this is well, why this is why Jiro hasn't got a, a win in uh, <laughs> in yeah. NXT so far. Yeah. Um, it, it was I thought this was like a fine little palate cleanser match. I guess like Green right. just got a ragdoll Jiro around for a bit. Jiro did uh, he blocked an Irish whip by flashing his jacket. Yep, and then he did the handstand thing where he does the legs, mm-hmm. and and then. Uh, Slammed him with a splash and then did a did an Asai moonsault. That's fine. Yep. yep. Then he just then he just gets dumped. <laughs> then he just got dumped on his head and then created a yep. clothesline. Yep. Fine. Cool. Yep. But then don't worry because saving from a post match beatdown is Kashida. Here he comes. Oh, he's got got beaten up as well. Ah, well, nice try, mate. You come out together, guys, and then you. Mm. You don't don't try and save someone they're already beaten up. Save don't save them. Just come out with them, and then you can both. Because then do it's the still because then it's still a five on one. You know. No, yeah. So this better. is going to be a tag match anyway. of Jiro and Kushida versus the Creeds, surely. You'd think. Yeah. Or both of them versus Ivy Nile. Perfect. And Ivy, Ivy Nile will win. Murders them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. That's how you build a character. That's how you build a mm. character. Exactly. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez then did a promo saying they want to spin the wheel and make the deal for her title oh, match against Mandy yeah. Rose. Great. We then got, oh my God. Lashing out with Lash Legend. 
<laughs> I don't, what is it? I don't. I don't, I don't understand what it, what it is. I don't understand the concept. I don't understand the execution of it. I don't understand what it is or does for anybody. What does it do? I love anybody? the canned laughter. It's great. It feels like there's just a bunch of in jokes with her with her crowd that she's got there. Just a bunch of in jokes. Like this is this long running TV show that's got all of these in jokes going left, right, and center. And I have no idea what any of them are as an as a as a first it's like I'm a first time viewer of a long running show that's just got all of these in jokes and things going on. And I'm like, what's happening? I just don't understand any of the content of this. And I don't think it elevates anybody. Not even Lash Legend. Still can't get over her name. Lash Legend. I, mm. I'm not dedicating any more time to talking about this, Pete, because I think it's ne so heinous did and god-awful. Did you know that the WWE draft next year is going to be called WWE Squid Game? <laughs> and then says that she doesn't want Tony D'Angelo being on her show. Forget about it. Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Von Wagner then faced uh, Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. Uh, this was fine. It was a tag match. It was alright. It uh, works. I, I think know. this 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 works, man. Like this was this was good when Kyle and Pete were in the ring and they could do technical moves on each other backwards and forwards, and kind of start to build up. And then, like I said in the review uh, on Rust Talk, you had the monster truck rally as Wagner and Ridge come in to beat the beef crisps out of each other. Like it, it's completely, it's completely fine. It just is mental watching the amount of work that Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly and Rich Holland are doing to make Von Wagner look good. Mm. That's that's yeah. the only thing that's that's because like Von Wagner just he, he's not a character yet. He doesn't he he hasn't got any wants. He hasn't got any needs. <laughs> he, he just exists and has yeah. these matches and runs around being big and going oh I've won that and yeah this just that. It doesn't do enough to it. Like everyone else has a really established kind of role and feuds and things going on in NXT, and then all this new talent has come in and just been dropped into the talent pool here as if they've been there the whole time, and it just makes no sense. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about this on the podcast uh, intro, and just like my feeling with the new NXT, with the way they've done NXT 2.0 is they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater because. The problem they had was that, you know, in the eyes of WWE management, the, the kind of stars that NXT was producing weren't the kind of stars that they wanted for the main roster. They weren't big enough. They weren't beefy enough. They weren't whatever the hell you want. But NXT never had an issue making new talent, no matter what size they were before. They had a very good system of you'd have an NXT championship picture of uh, older stars who'd been in the company for a while who'd worked their way up to the title pitches. The title picture felt very rich of characters that everyone knew and felt like they'd been elevated to the position to be in the NXT Championship picture. You then had a mid-card that was a bit of a bit of the guys who were waiting to go up and a bit of the guys who were coming in from below. And then you had sort of a lot of developmental enhancement matches before it went on to USA Live, at least. Like you had those those kind of matches where you got to build characters and see what people are about. This just felt like... We had a feud. There's a feud here with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland, and we've just helicoptered Von Wagner in 
and dropped him. And it doesn't work because NXT's old system of building stars would also work for a Von Wagner if you just applied it to Bron Breaker, Von Wagner, all these other guys. I don't know why they also chucked out the system as well as like going, we don't want vanilla midgets. Yeah. Mental. Insane. Uh, Von Wagner won by pinning Rich Holland. Mm. I... I guess it was the best person to take a pin in this match because he's going to the main roster, but also he's going to the main roster. So you would have thought that maybe they'd want to protect him, but well, whatever. NXT doesn't NXT doesn't exist in the main roster, so that's, that's that, you're you're completely right. It's completely fine for Ridge to take a pin here on his way out and put over the younger guy, but like, or probably the same age guy, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I just don't get. I don't get Von Wagner. I don't really understand no. the like. I get the like. He's tall. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Uh, the tallest guy you've ever seen. But is it just going to be him and Kyle tagging now? Is that like a thing? Because they seem like they were quite chummy at the end of this. Is this the end of Kyle's singles push that we were been waiting bloody years for and that felt really like deserved and earned as it started happening last year? Like this. These are all the questions that anyone who's been watching NXT for any period of time are like mulling over when they see someone like Von Wagner going over in this match. Yeah, and also, I just want to point out that the story is so blatantly obvious, Laurie, that they were talking about last week, is how will Kyle get over his trust issues, and how can he learn to, like, love again? Well, he did it this week, and it was fine. So, you know, he just did, he yeah, just so did he's it, gonna... it was totally fine, and they won. So that storyline is now resolved, yeah, I so guess. It's just going to be in a tag team. He's going to be in a tag team with Von, basically, until yeah. Bron is the champion. And then Von and, Von and Bron, the Von Brons, can just spend the next six months bashing together and Vince oh, spends his time in his masturbatorium. Yes, I did be, it! They're going to be the Stone Cold and Rock of NXT. People Ron called Breaker this episode all right! They said it was all right! <laughs> yes! Yes, it um, was fine! We then had... Oh, did I miss a match? I might have missed a match. I think I did. No, I didn't. Oh, when was the the Grayson Waller match? Later. I didn't write that down. Okay, I didn't write that down in my notes. I've got it. Good. After that, we got Andre Chase backstage. uh, And he did the same joke as before, where he threw a guy out of his class. I will say, I I like the fact the 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 story of uh him odyssey jones having his foot under the rope and Andre Chase being like huh, what an idiot he should have had his foot on the rope what an amateur i'm like that's an interesting little wrinkle in the thing because that makes more sense than not referencing that at all uh which was re- it was nice that was cool but this was the same joke and like it's funny but it's the same joke as you said before um mm. of him doing you know him saying isn't that cheating and he goes Get out of my class and starts effing and blinding and it all gets censored and stuff. Go down with Steve. Do you know where you want your foot actually is under mm. the rope, but hooking the yeah. rope? Hooking That's where it's it, yes. hardest to get rid of. On top of the rope is just as easy to push off as under the rope. Just as surely. easy to push off, yeah. Ah, well. Um, or technically, I guess you want it on top, but hooking, but then you'd have to be face down for that so you wouldn't be getting pinned. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, Tony... Tony D'Angelo, and I'm I'm sticking by it. According to language, his name should be Tony D'Angelo, not Tony D'Angelo. Those are two very D'Angelo. different D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. He cut a promo being like, hey, what up? And there was a guy in his trunk. 
Forget about it. He didn't get on lashing mm. out with Lash Legends. And the dude came up, he was like, show. hey, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the producer came up, he was like, hey, Tony, there's I mean, a, a little skitching conflict. You know what I mean? Hey, forget about it. And that was it. That was, that was the... Yeah. Whatever. Um, I like the character. Had... I actually like the promos. I like the character. I hey, man. It's, it's, his it's his in-ring work when he actually wrestles is quite funny. Him trying to like bribe the referee in his debut was very funny. Like, do more mm. of that and do less of this. It's, it's this like it's an, old, it's an old school wrestling character. It's great. I like yeah, it. Yeah, but it's, it's also uh... really stupid. It is stupid, but that's <laughs> fine. Like, at least it's, but at least it's a character, Pete. At least it's like something. He's not just is tall. It? He's like, is he's it got a, a character? Thing. Yes. I don't want, no one, no one, like Cameron Grimes is a Bitcoin millionaire, Pete. Like, <laughs> he's had character development. He's had something. Yeah, yeah but th this is character. Like, you get, you well, get what is, this is about, and this kind of stuff that he's doing at least makes sense for the kind of character, the stereotype that he's playing up to. I don't mind it. I like it. Forget about See, it, Pete. <laughs> I, I don't. I would. I wouldn't mind if he somehow linked his mob experience to wrestling. If he says, "Hey, you know, the, the, um, I've got this log family, and we support each other, and I've been doing this for years, and I, now I'm going to extend my influence to NXT, whatever." But all of his promos, there's no mention of NXT anywhere he's like hey i'm tony see ya and that's the promo that's the whole thing like just talk about wrestling you you're there to wrestle what do you want what do you what do you want in nxt tony he's just there yeah. and he's like i'm tony hey and that's it forget forget about it <laughs> forget about it forget about the character you don't need it yeah uh, exactly forget well, about it then it was duke <laughs> hudson versus grayson waller duke hudson and grayson waller which was Fine. Grayson, Grayson I, Waller. Grayson Waller, I really liked in his Cruiserweight Championship match against Roderick Strong. Grayson Waller I thought was really cool. Grayson Waller here, I thought he looked like a proper dick when he came out and did his entrance. I was like bouncing around the ring. I was like, you do look like a knob though, don't you? Well, they just did that classic thing of like, they give someone like a little bit more character, a little bit more development that makes them sound good. And then they're like, and they are stupid. Because <laughs> yeah. like, they were like, he was like, hey, yeah, you know, you, you think you're good, but I was a Golden Gloves boxing champ in Australia and I've done a jumpy thing and it's gone badly. And mm -hmm. now I've been pinned by being held by the Titans. And then, yeah. And so obviously that must continue because Duke was like, hey, maybe next time, man. Maybe oh, yeah. Also, time. Duke Hudson plays poker now. That's his thing. According mm -hmm. to last week, he plays poker, which so now he has a chip when he comes out. It's a character, Laurie. He's got a character. He plays. He does poker. have a character. That's a good. It's character. not a character. It's a good character. It's, that's I a like bullet it. point. It's not a character. It's a great character. <laughs> it's a prop. It's a. It's a prop. It's, it's a, a prop. It's, it's a, a prop. prop. That's do, it's, it's a prop. A that's doing a lot of heavy lifting, Pete. <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing a problem ton is, of heavy Pete, because we don't we don't know what he thinks or feels because he's got such a good poker face because he's always in the game. Oh, he's Laurie. A chip. Oh, Laurie. Oh, that that's a character, bad. Pete. That sounds that, that sounds like a character to me. Sounds like that a character. Real bad. <clears throat> Terrible. We then got a women's tag match of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada versus Saray and other. Amari Miller. Thank you. Indy and Persia won. Yeah, pretty quickly. Sucks that Saray got a first loss in NXT. Hey. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't. The Japanese people are up for grabs now. Clearly, yeah. 
Jesus. That's it. Uh, this is. I think this is the thing. Is like this. I don't really. This was just a, like a random Franken team to take a loss to, mostly to Persia, who mm. picked them up in picked them up in a fireman's carry, marched around the ring, booted one of them off when they tried to get involved, did a sort of spinning flapjacky face bustery thing from from the sure. fireman's carry, and then Indy dives in with a splash and. The win is done. Then they then they were like, oh yeah, maybe we should go for. Then Persia was like, hey, maybe we should go for the women's tag team titles. That brings out EO and Zoe. EO says she doesn't like anyone. She well, she doesn't like you. She doesn't like you. And then Zoe interrupted to be like, let me guess, you don't like me either. She's like, hey, don't speak for me. She's like, oh, so you do like me? And she was like, no, 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 not at all. But <laughs> so I want to be the one to say it. That was actually quite a good bit of comedy. And then Toxic Attraction had to come out to round off the. Everyone has to do a promo bit, uh, and they're all going to have that triple threat of Halloween Havoc. And this was where Toxic, Toxic Attraction came out and were just like, you all suck, we want the titles, a brawl breaks out, and then the match is made. It, yeah. It feels I... like, this is the problem with NXT 2.0, is because they're just trying to insert people into things, pictures they weren't in before. Everyone's just walking out and saying, hey, I want that. Mm. And that I know that that is wrestling. Wrestling is that is the motivation of most wrestling is, hey, I want that. But no one's having really having a feud that defies that logic at this moment. Like, and normally there are other stories going on in wrestling so that it doesn't feel like everyone is just coming out and saying, I want that. I want that. I want that. I mean, at least Duke Hudson has his poker chip, eh? That's Mm. something different. Well, maybe that'll be the next feud then. Uh, where the next person wants Duke Hudson's poker chip. Grayson Wall is going to be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, poker's great. And I want some chips. So we're going to fight for some chips or something stupid because I want that. <laughs> yeah. Also, the the triple threat at Halloween Havoc for the women's tag division, that's the whole division. Yeah. All three teams. That's that's everybody. It's everybody in the division. Sick. Yeah, and it's a, bit of, it's a bit of padding, Pete, so that, so that EO and Zoe can lose the titles. The toxic mm-hmm. attraction. Yep. Without it, without them without over pinning clean. them. Yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. Which is terrible because you should want them to lose the belts. Also, I just I I as great as the the comedic timing of EO was in that little comedy bit of being like, oh, don't speak for me. And then the no, when she was like, dude, also you do like me. I really am not liking Zoe Stark. <laughs> like ever since the pairing with EO. I thought she was great before. Like I thought she had a lot of potential beforehand when she was just the singles competitor. As soon as she has been paired with EO Shirai, I'm like, I just don't like Zoe Stark anymore. I think her promos are really obnoxious. They've made her into a bit of a comedy goof and she doesn't do very well with comedy. It's just... And then there was that one segment where she was just racist. Like, it's just... Ooh, it's not good, is it? And then Toxic Attraction with, you know, the generic promo whatever i'm sure uh the the toxic attraction are going to win the titles at halloween havoc and i reckon mandy's probably going to beat raquel gonzalez (laughs) that's going to be fun Uh, yeah and then grayson waller backstage introduces cameron grimes to tinder who's never heard of it apparently he must have been around for like i don't know what like 10 years now it's been a long time right yeah like dating apps there's also loads of them and he also made yeah. all of his money online so like he yeah 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 yeah. he heard about the gamestop thing mm-hmm. to make his money yeah but has never explored the internet outside of that yeah 
Also, do we really anyway. want do, do we really want a Cameron Grimes a series of Cameron Grimes dating skits for the next few no. weeks? No. I don't want Cameron Grimes dating skits. Full stop. Cameron Grimes in Just... the ring, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, give me Matches. more of that because he's a really good wrestler. Um we then got a little video promo of Solo Sokoa, who is the third Uso. But actually, the third Uso, mm. Uso Uso's brother. But it seems like they're not going to reference the fact that he is actually related to the Usos uh, because he's going by Solo Sokoa. Didn't I? Don't quote me on this because I didn't listen to it a second time. I was going to go back and listen to it and I forgot. Did he say he was left on the streets at 15 years old? Yeah. Because he might need to have some the, words with Rikishi if that's the case. Then he became the street champion of the island. Mm. Oh, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Sure. Um, Gonna leave your lifeless had... body gasping for air. <laughs> gasping for air. <laughs> Look out, guys. Uh, yeah. And we had the main event that we've already spoken about, the Swerve and Santos. Uh, this episode was fine with a really good main event. I still would have given it a two. I just, I'm so, I just don't care about NXT 2.0. I just, I just don't care about it at all. And they're not engaging me with basically anything they're doing. But this was a very fun main event. There you go. I think the main event main event was great. I thought the Dunn, the Dunn O'Reilly Ridge and uh, Wagner match was actually quite good. I liked Ivy Nile's debut. Um, there were there were like there's lots of little bits in NXT 2.0 where old NXT sort of strains against you can feel it pushing against the kind of barrier of what NXT 2.0 has become. And those little glimpses through where you can see old NXT NXT like underneath the new code that they've put over the top. That's really great. Uh, but yeah, I think the problem with NXT 2.0 as it is is like you said, it's they're not necessarily grabbing anything. Nothing really has any motivation. None of the characters really feel, they all feel a bit half-baked, probably because they were all thought of in about a week. Um, and yeah, like everyone has just been helicoptered into these situations in which normally in wrestling, you have to have some sort of buy-in to that character to be like, yeah, well, of course, such and such a person is going for the world championship because they are important and they have won this many matches to do that. Instead, here we're just going, well, look at them. Of course they are. Like that, and that is that is all we're being asked to do. And that's, you know, that's stuff they used to do with the Divas title, which they couldn't give a flying F about back in the day. You know, like they would have Paige come up from NXT and, and win the Divas title. Like, who the hell is Paige? Nobody knew at the time, but it was a fun moment to do with that title because that title to the to most of the audience. And to WWE itself was not important. To the audience who watch NXT, these titles and these people, the Champers and the O'Reillys of the world, are important. We've spent years watching it, making it important. So to treat people as if Von Wagner is more important because he's tall and has probably the worst wrestler. I think Bron Break is a worse wrestling name, but Von Wagner almost, I find it even slightly more insulting, and I don't know why. There's just something about Genuinely. it that really sticks in my craw. If, if they'd have had, like, a first name before the Von Wagner, and maybe they did Von Wagner rather than Von Wagner, mm. which just sounds so much worse. If they had <laughs> name Von Wagner, might have been a little bit better. But his first name being Von is just I, I just don't get it's not I a can't name. Wait. The Bron and Von connection. That's what I want. Um but also like if they called him Wagner uh Pete, mm. he'd be a heel. 
because he'd be Austrian, wouldn't he? Like we had, there was a promo on this in which Imperium, which we didn't actually speak about. There's a promo in this where Imperium speak German and Italian because they're such heels. Oh, how dare they? How inconvenient that I must read subtitles. But yeah, I don't, (laughs) Wagner wouldn't work. It has to be Wagner. Of course. Von Wagner. Dog Wagner. Dog Wagner. Anyway, let's get into the rest of your old chat, shall we? And see what you guys thought of the show. Uh, Jose Bautista says uh, they could have at least put Escobar over since Swerve is moving up. Carmelo could have cashed in on him. But now I feel like Escobar just got wasted for months. Remember when Andrade said WWE waste Mexican talent? A shame. I see what you're saying. Mm. I don't know if I agree, but I see what you're saying. I, look, I, think, I think the Swerve was justified in this sense like i think carmella hayes is a good choice for the north american title because i hope and you would hope that the, the, the nxt championship maintains some sort of pedigree of people who've been there for a while and have the kind of um the backing and the history in the company to be that champion i can see santos escobar moving up into that picture i don't think he'll ever win the nxt championship but i could see a santos escobar legado del fantasma stop gap feud with a champer or a Bron Breaker um, until probably Legado move up uh, to the main roster, which I, I wouldn't mind, to be fair. I think like I would actually just move them to SmackDown and continue the Hit Row Legado thing with a bit more story behind it. God, because... please don't. They've been feuding since like June. No, but with please, matches, Pete, with else. matches between Santos and Swerve, I want to see that. Like those yeah. two, there's more in the tank with those two, and you can tell it. God, I wish they'd already done it. Kevin says, I haven't watched a 2.0 show in a while. I just love how WWE looks at AEW and takes the worst stuff here. First, it was the poor booking of the women's division. Now it's the bad pacing of the shows where they just stack pointless stuff on the show. I don't think AEW has bad pacing, personally. Um, Maybe they did in previous years, but I don't think they do now. I think their shows are pretty well paced, I'd say. But Yeah, I think this was... This this was raw pacing where it's all wonky. Mm. It's like you treat some things as if there's absolutely no time for them. And then other things are allowed way too much airtime. Yeah. That, that's totally. the, that's, that's classic WWE booking though, of like the wrestling gets the least time. So yeah, hundred percent. At least the Aaron Smith. Yes, exactly. Aaron Smith says, uh, there's an alternate universe out there somewhere where we still have the old great NXT because WWE actually knew how to promote it. While there are glimmers of hope, I've lost so much trust in this company that I now think NXT will die within a few years. Wouldn't surprise me, I'll be honest. I'll be interested to see what the viewing figures are um, mm. for last night's show and for like up until Halloween Havoc because I feel like they're at least, you know, they're promoting what is traditionally quite a big episode of NXT um for them so it would be i think it would be kind of that and then post that first big takeover that that will be for me that kind of where we see where the the, the land truly lies with nxt 2.0 this is the thing though laurie the takeovers still exist oh uh, yeah are they still so. doing takeovers i don't know I get the feeling that the the TV specials like Halloween Havoc might be their pay-per-views now. 
Oh, please don't say that, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I don't want to watch Bron Breaker and Von Wagner on a bloody takeover anyway. So you know, like, there's there's not really anything in NXT at I mean, the hey, that I particularly want to see on a takeover. So there's never been a bad takeover. So if they just stop doing takeovers, that's that's a hundred percent record. Oh, right it's there. a perfect run. Yeah. yeah. Okay, do that. Yeah, let's so just do don't that. do any more takeovers. Or if you do takeovers, call them something different so they're not takeovers, so we can still have the the what's the word I'm looking for? The sanctity of having hundred percent good or better takeovers. Oh yeah. There's some really good names to take as well. You could just call it NXT Stomping Grounds. <sighs> NXT's Great Balls of Fire. NXT Great Balls of Fire. No Number one NXT... through thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> NXT overtake. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's perfect, I like it. right? Yeah. Aaron Smith again says also, since I've given up paying for the WWE network, here's more of that sweet Khan coin going to a better cause. You guys have helped me get through a rough few months of living alone in isolation in Australia during lockdown. So thank you to you all. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it. Uh, Eternal Blue says, you guys bringing up Kyle now being in a tag team made me think, my God, they're going to put him in a tag team after releasing Bobby effing Fish. Thank you for watching so we don't have to. Also, Laurie is bold. There, now I'm the meanest girl. Uh-oh. The meanest girl. The meanest girl. Yeah, if you haven't seen Board Game Club, by the way, uh, yeah, people were very mean to, to Laurie, and they, they called him bold a lot. That's, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Good State episode, you should go watch this. it. I think you should be bald. I think the key the key with things is that hair is, hair is irrelevant. If it's above mm. your nose, so just get rid of it. Yeah, I've got yeah. no hair on the top of my head. I've barely got eyebrows, but mm. I think a full face fuzz from the nose down and as her suit as you like anywhere else is completely fine. But everyone should go bald. I believe that, really and truthfully. Pete, you've obviously also joined me in baldness. Luke recently joined in baldness. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should get some other people at Rest Talk to to do bald. I mean, Adam's already going that way, but. I've got control over Ollie, and he's just got a hair transplant. So I, so I could, (laughs) I could, I I could just tell him to just shave his head, couldn't I? I'd love to watch. That'd be really. There'd be some. There would be some satisfaction in watching his little heartbreak as he was like, Mm. "But I only just got it." Mm, Exactly. No, Davis, shave it off. I think. You I think pig. I'm going to do it. I think I'm, I think I'm going to do it. I reckon what we should do, because right. it, it's Crown it's crown Jewel next week, right? Mm. But I'm going to be on, on my holiday. I'm not going to be here. So I'm going to have Ollie representing me on the Crown Jewel live reaction stream. Don't worry. I'm sending my own picks in. I'm not going to trust Ollie to do my predictions for me because he'll <laughs> no, lose me idiot. the belt. He's an idiot. He'll lose me the belt. So I'm going to send in my own, my own picks for it. But he'll be there. So why don't I do it where we just have Ollie shave his head on the Crown Jewel live stream while he's watching Crown Jewel? And you can make <laughs> him do that as your manservant, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's we discussed fine. this previously. I don't think that's how servants, manservants specifically that's work. Fine. I think they're meant yeah, to we're, we're, like, we're, we're hashing like, out the details. It's fine. Bring you some tea, mm-hmm. wipe your bum, that sort of thing. But like, they're definitely yeah, not yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. shave their heads. Well, well, we'll see what he says. 
because I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure... It's a bit Bullingdon Club, maybe, but... <laughs> pretty sure I can make him do that. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he'll give us an answer on the, on the news tomorrow or something. Alright, Laurie. I've been on the edge of my seat for like an hour and a half now ish if you're talking about the kayfabe of doing intro main show outro mm. what did you what have you got what did you want to talk about in this outro Pete. yeah it's halloween DD one shot that me and my friends <gasps> are doing but i need <gasps> a character who's okay. the man who's the woman what the, what's the character who's the them what are they uh, gonna be Pete? i haven't got any ideas oh my god oh my god you want an idea okay right so what what kind of halloween one shot is it what do you know what what details do you know about the, the I know absolutely or anything? nothing about it, but I want my Diddly character dick, to okay. be spooky. I can't do I can't do a spooky. death domain cleric because my actual okay. character is a death domain cleric. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking a college of spirits bard, which is the one where you uh, get to consult the tarot deck essentially, like and do all mm-hmm. these and all your powers come from these weird stories in the tarot deck. I think that's quite fun. Uh, I also just want to be a vampire because vampires are wicked. Fun. Really like yeah. vampires, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just like toying with the idea. The, the only character I've come up with so far, and I don't think I'll play it because I think it's quite. A, I think we're going to do a pseudo serious Halloween one shot. Uh, so I can't be Pam Helsing, who <laughs> <laughs> whose husband Kevin Helsing uh, was a monster hunter who died. She took over the family business. She's a bit like Marjorie Dawes uh, mm-hmm. from Little Britain. So she talks like this and she says, oh, we're going to turn these vampires to dust. And that's as far as I've got. That's as far as I've got with that character. But I want to be, I kind of want to be her, but I just think she might be (laughs) a little bit off brand for the the direction (laughs) we're going with. Okay. I'm Helsing. (laughs) So we're talking. My husband, Kevan. (laughs) Somewhat serious. Spooky. Okay. Um, What's the name of that? Ah, oh, there's a really cool. I'm gonna go get my book. I need to. I need to. Mm. I need to look this up. There's so the other thing I've been toying with. I'll fill. I'll fill time, Pete. While you're quite far away from the microphone, I'll fill. Time. I'm not. I'm just getting the thing. I'm. I'm back. See, I'm back already. Don't okay, worry about good. it. Yeah, I was in Tashes. Tashes is great. Yeah. There's a. There's a rogue. For, like... There's a rogue. See, I like the rogues. This is it as well, Pete. It's, it depends on what class it is because the classes that I'm interested in playing are not your frontline fighter classes. I've already got a ranger, yeah. so I don't want to be a ranger. I think warlock is too obvious. I've already made a warlock that I mm-hmm. played, played on that one time we played D&D. Uh, so there's also... Oh, yeah, that was just, a fun character. There's, there's, there's potential I just bring him back, um, but I don't really want to. I think other people go warlock. I really like the uh, artificer character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think they're really cool. There's some Artificial sort of drunken. So there's some sort of funk, drunken Halloween pirate in there somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you could go like then, a, a, a swashbuckler rogue, or this one, the Soul Knife, is edgy ooh. as sh- dude. It's so fun. Um, You're gonna have to bleep that, Peter. Uh, it's fine. Uh, they get like psionic powers. You have psychic blades, soul blades. They're just, they're just edgy, edgy as hell. Edge lord. Uh, yeah, and what's the other? I can one? see him now. He's got a fringe. He flips it a lot. Even more edgy, the phantom, phantom rogue, mate. Oh, Ooh. they're fun. 
because you have Whispers of the Dead and Wails from the... I'm just reading the ability names at this point. Whispers of the Dead, Wails from the Grave, Tokens of the Departed, Ghost Walk, Death, Ghost Walk. Death's Friend. Ghost Walk! Look at, the, look at the art for it. Look at the art for the Phantom. Oh, it's cool. I like that. Yeah, the little, it's super like, cool. Spooky person over the shoulder thing. I, yeah, I'm kind of like... Yeah. I like a rogue. I think a rogue's quite cool. Um, very but I feel like I, um, I kind of lean, I'm leaning towards the bard because I think it's an opportunity to go overboard on writing a bunch of backstory that will never come out in a one shot. Yeah. So yeah, you can yeah, just yeah, do yeah, spooky yeah, things right. with the with the deck. But um, I mean, yeah, and also can, I've never been I've never been a bard, and that's quite interesting. Mm. Oh, dude, I'm so excited to play a bard because I've got a character coming up for whenever I finish my campaign, which should be hopefully by the end of the year, maybe if we can get enough sessions in. Um, mm my my mate's campaign that we're going to do is based off he's going to do a thing uh centered around fairy tale characters um and you the, the wild beyond the witch light people the fairies <laughs> huh? and the rabbits you know the wild wilds beyond the witch light introduces two new races the fairies mm. and the the harkham something or whatever they are but the rabbit i people. don't even know yeah the, the the rabbiters maybe but no i don't think any of the characters that we're playing are them because we're just based on fairy tale characters, so I'm going to be the Pied Piper Bard, which oh, I, I like that. can't wait to play. Creepy, yeah, stealing all the super, children. Super, stealing all the children, creepy. and it's <laughs> let's not make that a thing. Quinnell, uh, stealing all your children. <laughs> Lock out. He's climbing in like... your windows. He's snatching your people up. <laughs> God damn it! Um, but it's. Um, <laughs> It's it's like loosely based off like the some of the powers that the Pied Piper mm. has, but now I've got my own like D and D backstory linked with that and like tangentially kind of thing like that. I know like one of my other friends is gonna be playing a Red Riding Hood fighter, which is just Ooh. fun. It's just cool, right? There's some and, really uh, good like Red Riding Red Riding Hood. Have you ever played um, Darkstalkers? The uh, nope. Capcom fighting game. So there's a character in that called BB Hood, and she is a young girl, Red Riding Hood, but who, after killing the wolf, decided that, that was her career, that she would just mm-hmm. kill fantasy monsters. And she like has all these machine guns and stuff hidden in her little basket. And that's nice. like all of her attacks are like stuff like that. It's wicked. I think Red Riding Hoods that have like cottoned on to the fact that they're good at killing monsters is a mm. really fun, interesting character. Yeah, and like my mate was saying, like he's he's really looking forward to playing a character with low intelligence because a lot of the characters that he's played but they've either been like the the face of the group and had to do a lot of talking, or they've just been like they've had to be the voice of reason with a bunch of chaotic idiots around them. And he's like, mm. for this character, they're just kind of they just like to kill stuff, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I should I fun. should play a dumb idiot one time. I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I never do. Uh, yeah. Well, but maybe maybe I'll just do Pam Helsing, the Blood Hunter. <laughs> Yes, Blood Hunter's such a good shout. Yeah, Blood Hunter's yeah. great. There are so many edgy options in D anD D for for spook spookiness. But that like that Phantom Rogue that I was talking about, they get to like mm. talk to the dead, and they get to like every time they kill something, you take a short or a long rest. You get to like temporarily gain like a proficiency in a skill as a spirit of one of the dead that you killed imparts its knowledge on you and stuff. It's like whoa, that's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff with that Phantom Rogue. I, I really want to play one. You want to walk the fine line in a in a one shot as well between being like, I like this character, but I also want them to have a good reason why they're in danger. And like, mm. if they did die in the one shot, do we care? Mm. Someone with a bit of a death wish is always quite fun. 
that is very very good i enjoy that a lot were you were you hoping when i prepped my my deck of many stories that it was to do with characters rather than stories <laughs> no i thought i just i wondered if we could just draw something and whether that would spark any inspiration let's see what happens we've got okay minutes we've got mere minutes pete mere minutes let me get out of this deck here for those who are curious by the way this is a thing called the deck of stories uh which i backed on kickstarter way back when um when i say way back when i mean like last year um and it's very cool it just has little things it just has um stories on them you just flick through if you're looking for like inspiration for a story it just gets you stuff that you can use of course, use for you can shuffle. Of course i can shuffle <laughs> Mate, i used to, do used to do card magic what are you on about yeah, I knew great. It. could have called that a mile off <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's 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 draw some cards. What have we got here? So here we go. Uh, a volcanic explosion threatens to destroy a small settlement. You must evacuate the villagers. Mm. Mm. I was mm. in mm. the volcano, dormant you, for many you many are years. The volcano. <laughs> I am the volcano, given life, and I'm waiting yeah. for Moana to come and tell me where my heart is. <laughs> Ooh, Done. Ooh. Character, character right. sorted. <laughs> I just turned over the next card and I saw the word ghost and I was like, ah, right, this could work. Um, a fallen hero's ghost give you, gives you one final task. You must return his lost sword to his home. Ooh. And then mm. he could be a little patron or whatever it is. For mm. if you're, He could be your phantom. Totally. When you are yeah. the phantom. Yeah. Phantom mm. of the opera but not that i mean this is the thing um, my actual character in dnd is already quite spooky he's a mm. gray he's a ranger who's also part of the, like a grave domain cleric he's got a phantom nice. dog that follows him around that he has to beg to do stuff like he is already pretty weird and spooky as it is so i don't know maybe someone maybe maybe more rocky horror style uh Mm -hmm. slant on on horror than just straight out and out horror pam helsing it is i've decided <laughs> pam, pam helsing. Pam helsing. It's, per it's perfect yeah uh i'm just trying to find more spooky ones from this uh, a message arrives from the future to save everyone a child uh, sorry a message arrives from the future i did poor grammar on that one a message arrives from the future to save everyone a child must die Stealing all your children, <laughs> watch out! Here he comes. Oh God, I don't like that. that. I'll be honest. Hate that. Hate that. Hate that, mate. I'll be. I'll be real with you. Tell you what, as well, just very quickly before we get to the main show, I was watching the board game club episode of the Mean Girls thing, mm. and as soon as like the first bold joke came up for you, I was just like. Would people just do the same jokes if I was there as well? Like, <laughs> is that just like the low hanging fruit that people take because they don't know what to make fun of? So they're just like, he doesn't have hair. I guess that'll do. That will do. Yeah, it was. It was a very fun episode, though, wasn't it? Oh my god! You I guys almost got my back. revenge. I almost got my revenge. <laughs> it's close at the end. I just love the running narrative of Adam has no friends. Sully's a narcissist. Uh, you, you have no, you have no hair. D Dom is a, a guy who steals away children with hammers. Uh, God, there was there was a lot of fun there. It was being look out. Here's Dom. Go watch it on Narrow's Bard. <laughs> yeah, go watch it on Narrow's Bard. It's a very very fun episode. Uh, but anyway, that is going to do it. If I can put these cards away uh, for this episode of the NXT podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Really do appreciate it. I have ruined this deck. Oh my goodness. Um, 
And yeah, we'll be back with more content soon. Tempest will be back for SmackDown on Saturday, even though he does have the week off. Uh, thanks, Laurie, for stepping in. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, I did a great got... job. You did a great job, we say. Not hopefully. recorded it yet. <laughs> Not recorded yet, but hopefully it's a great job. Uh, there'll be no AEW review tomorrow because uh, Dynamite's on Saturday. There's going to be no review of AEW at all, uh, as it is on Saturday. Doesn't work for us, but hey-ho, is what it is. More content coming soon. Stay tuned. Love you. Bye. Stay safe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 